Money FM 89.3, best of breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. And this is Breakfast Show with me, Ryan Huang. And this is our biz how to segment where we talk all things about how to run a business. And have you ever wondered how to break into an industry with high barriers of entry? Well, the sky's no limit for homegrown space tech firm, Aliena. So some quick background here. The company builds propulsion systems or engines that help small satellites perform advanced maneuvers in space. And not too long ago, back in January 2022, Aliena's self-nation system was launched on SpaceX's Spotter 3 mission on a 3U nano satellite. For more insights, we're joined by Mark Lim, co-founder and CEO of Aliena. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Ryan. Pleasure to be with you. Hey, I love talking about space. So just to kick things off, when did you develop that passion for space? Well, I guess um, space has always inspired people from adults to children. And I guess I'm no different. Mm. So I do recall fondly as a kid uh, looking up to the night sky and wondering what's out there. And, you know, the physical laws that govern the universe. I was really, really curious about this um, then. I actually truly believe that, uh, you know, the answers can be found out there in space. However, it really seems like a very far-flung reality to be working on space systems, especially, you know, when we're in Singapore. Uh, until I had the, uh, another opportunity in the university to actually work on such space systems accordingly. Yeah, I've always wanted to be an astronaut myself, right? And this really uh, sparked <laughs> when I was uh, at the science centre. Uh, with Then they had the space ice cream and it just you know, sparked my imagination. What could I do in space? Well, you are actually doing something in space, Mark. And we understand you actually started your own space tech company when you were doing your PhD at the Energy Research Institute at NTU and at the point how do you decide which part of space to get into because I, it's just a big universe out there yeah you're absolutely right so I think it was a combination of our multiple factors which uh, led us to uh, develop the systems that we're developing today there are really two aspects to how we eventually arrive on developing engines on the first hand uh, while I was working with uh, the Energy Research Institute at NTU I was working on advanced emerging energy generation systems so this included geothermal, nuclear fusion, as well as fission. Um, I was a plasma physicist by training, but at that point of time, I was also working on Ecolabs. Uh, so that was an accelerator program, which aimed to uh, accelerate technologies from within the university into commercially viable products and solutions. So that was one hat that I was wearing at that mm. point of time. I worked with uh, multiple startups, uh, venture capital investors, as well as um, end users. However, whenever we spoke to startups trying to give them, you know, inverted commas uh, advice, we never really understood uh, the challenges that they faced, you know, because we weren't founders at the point of time. Mm. Um, the other hat that I was wearing at the point of time was uh, with the Space Propulsion Center at uh, Nanyang Technological University as well. So under a grant uh, provided by our National Space Office, the Office for Space Technology and the Industry, uh, we were uh, given the opportunity to commission a space propulsion center for us to develop our space technologies or rather engines for small satellites. And when you put uh, two and two together, we realized that, um, you know, there really was a market need for such uh, engines in space. We saw that uh, there was a need um, for mobility solutions 
And uh, I mean, everything just clicked out pretty well. I decided to uh, spin this company off together with co-founder, uh, Dr. Portri Vitu, which I met at the university at the point of time as well. Yeah, I'm glad you are seeing some traction there. Uh, when you first started, mm-hmm. how daunting was it? Because I imagine this is space dominated by big players like the US, India, China, Japan. So for someone like you coming from Singapore, how challenging was it to break into that industry? Well, it was really, really challenging. I understand that there were uh, really big players, uh, you know, who have been developing similar technologies for decades. Um, however, we noted that the ecosystem is changing and the market needs have been uh, evolving as well. You know, so what space was like probably um, decades ago it was really dominated by large satellites and big launches uh, mm. governed by uh, large national programs. And we start to see a change and an evolution in uh, how systems operate in space today, where it's really being driven commercially. You see uh, access to space becoming uh, more prevalent by multiple launch vehicles, which you, could, you, can, you can literally procure a ride to space uh, online. You can go online, you can book a slot, and you can get uh, access to space. It's, like, it's, it's as ordinary as uh, getting an air ticket to fly anywhere. And the second aspect to this is really about the, the miniaturization of electronics allowing for uh, satellites to become uh, smaller, but yet still pack a punch. Um, However, uh, they were still very much limited by the capability of themselves uh, to maneuver in space. We saw that as an opportunity for us uh, to develop systems uh, that these small satellites would need and will continue to need as they evolve to execute various operations and uh, downstream businesses accordingly. Oh, yeah, it's great to see that you have uh, identified that opportunity and have managed to capitalize it to some extent. I'm just wondering as well, I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to. You're a newcomer, you have to build a track record to get not mm-hmm. just funding, but so suppliers to give you favorable contracts and even attract talent to work with you. How do you overcome these barriers? How challenging was it in the beginning? Yeah, it was really, really challenging, uh, uh, I like to say. I, those were all the factors that we were very, very aware of. Uh, you, you've mentioned funding, attracting talent in Singapore, building up a world-class team. It's really, really challenging. Uh, but we like to say that we were very laser-focused on understanding the market needs. So we actually spent uh, the last couple of years de-risking our technology within the laboratory itself, how systems work, and at the same point of time, you know, having systems that work on ground is nothing if you have not sent it up to space uh, and demonstrated your track record and reliability. So this was what we have also spent the last couple of years doing, uh, gearing up our systems uh, ready for flight. We've uh, sent our first one last year. We are gearing up for the second one uh, to be launched in a couple of weeks' time. We're really excited for that as well. And yeah, I mean, building a world-class thing is also pretty, pretty challenging. Uh, but, you know, um, Singapore is seen very much as a melting pot of uh, cultures. However, we also see it as a melting pot uh, of innovation where we have uh, talent augmented from our international partners uh, as well as an international team allowing for us to build the next generation of space systems engineers in Singapore. So we are growing the team, we are preparing the tech for space uh, traction has been amazing so far and we can't wait to see this scale and grow. Alright, we're in conversation with Mark Lim. He's the co-founder and CEO of Aliena. Now Mark, I want to touch on partnerships and this is with the view of how when you are smaller, relatively smaller, maybe it's mm-hmm. useful for you to figure out how to leverage your network, your partnerships. So in this space, how do you approach finding the right partner and how useful is it 
um, in your experience to get that partner when you're a small firm? And I guess part of this question as well is how much control do you give up as an owner of your own technologies, your IPs? Um, even when it comes to financing, you have to sometimes give up equity. How much does that come into your consideration? Well, I would like to say that for mission success, especially for space, right, every single component is very important. It's just like, uh, you know, the semiconductor industry or even the device industry, the electronic device industry, every single component, a small component remains critical in delivering optimal performance. So I think for Eliana, we are really, really laser focused again on, you know, controlling this technology that we have. And mm-hmm. we want to work with a larger space technology primed. In this aspect, right, we mean maintain autonomy over our IP, over our technology and who we work with, uh, allowing for us to work with uh, bigger players when necessary, uh, allowing for our components to become integral systems on board uh, their platforms for their missions. And you've just made um, a partnership with a UK consortium. Yes, that's right. So in this gig that we had, uh, we had the opportunity for us to provide a component uh, which allowed for an engine to operate on water as a fuel. And I think this was a really, really amazing feat um, because as a small company uh, like us in Singapore, um, who before this uh, never had any uh, track record in uh, developing systems like that, for our counterparts reaching out to us, noting that we had uh, prior experience of building such components, I think that it made us feel very valued. And on top of that, I think uh, having our systems work and demonstrated uh, successfully at the European Space Agency, I think it's a harbinger of things to come. I think we are onto something right here and we can't wait to expand this uh, opportunity. It does show that you are making some headway. I'm sure it did come with a lot of um, lessons along the way, some useful, mm-hmm. I guess, hardships that you might have experienced. What would be some of the lessons you took away from your journey so far? I think it's important for for us to continue to remain hungry. You know, as a small company with uh, very limited resources, it's very important for us to weigh exactly how you use your resource. And when I say resource, naturally people think it's, uh, it's just capital, right? But it's more than just capital uh, resource. It's about manpower resource. It's about the time that we have. And for, for me, as I run the company, it's important for me to weigh the impact of every single dollar that we put into R&D. As a scientist, uh, I could you know, spend uh, capital on uh, working on a fanciful concept. Uh, but for me, running a company today, it's important for me to weigh the impact when it comes to uh, revenue and profitability, mm. halfway to profitability, uh, moving, moving ahead. Yeah, for those interested in getting into the space industry, Mark, what would you say they need to get ready for? I imagine there is going to be a lot of red tape, regulations, compliance and legal. How much time do you spend on that? Well, we do spend a lot of time uh, working through this entire process on getting our systems ready for space. I mean, uh, just qualifying our systems and preparing them for launch. Uh, you learn a lot of lessons from there. So I think uh, one of the things which really helped uh, the entire team over here at Eliana was uh, in getting all systems to space in the shortest amount of time possible. You know, getting a system into space, you have to work with launch managers, launch service providers, end users, uh, satellite developers. You get to understand their needs. You get to understand uh, the regulatory uh, protocols that you have to abide by in putting your systems up to space. And in doing so, 
uh, we are well prepared for us to respond when necessary uh, as we work together with our different clients as they start to send their systems to space from different providers internationally. All right, we've been speaking with Mark Lim. He's the co-founder and CEO of Eliana, helping us with our segment today, our Biz How-To segment on breaking into an industry with high barriers of entry. Thank you for your time today, Mark. Most welcome. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.